Welcome everyone. My name is Jeffrey Goodman. I'm the Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. I'm very excited to be back for episode two of our new podcast interview series here at the Y that's entitled Shreveport Bossier, My City, My Community, My Home. And today's guest, uh, every guest will be a different person that represents a different cross-section of the community, if you will. Today's guest I'm, I'm very excited to have here is Gabriel Balderas. And I'm not going to give you a bio of Gabriel, but you'll learn it uh, as, we, uh, as we converse today. So I'm going to hop right in. I've got a series of questions for Gabriel. Sit back, enjoy. This is going to be great. Oh, and last thing, Gabriel has not seen the questions in advance. That's a very important piece to let everyone out there know. So Gabriel, first question. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you grew up in Oaxaca, moved to the States when you were 16, lived in Chicago, sure. Kentucky, Birmingham, and Washington, D.C. Can you talk a little bit about how you got to Shreveport Bossier? Sure, and I want to thank you for for uh, for having me. Uh, you know, when you first called me, I was uh, I was excited. Uh, I think that you know we need we need more more of this. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I came to Shreveport uh, through uh, the restaurants. Uh, there was a restaurant tour in town that. Uh, brought me here uh, with the intention of opening up a restaurant in South Louisiana, in New Orleans. And uh, when they brought me here, they were like, you know, we would like for you to stay here and help us. And, uh, you know, 14 years later, I'm still here, you know, so it was a sort of, it was, for me, it was uh, at the time I was living in Birmingham, and uh, you know we have recently purchased a home in Birmingham. Uh, my second son had just been born, and it was a, a difficult choice to make to move away when you just now you know we were just settling in in Birmingham, and uh, you know we we took the uh, the job and. 14 years later, we're still here. You know, excited to be here, Shreveport. So, what did Shreveport Bossier feel like or look like to you when you arrived? What did you notice? You know, coming from, uh, from a different city, I do want to say that, you know, hey, I feel like you step back in time. I feel like this. It's it's a it's a city where uh, there are things that haven't that hadn't at the time. You know, I see it with a different perspective now. But at the time, uh, I felt like the city, you know, was sort of like not so updated, and uh, it needed you know quite a bit of upkeep and from that perspective. You know, uh, you know, when you get to meet the people, the culture, it's, it's, 
very, uh, you know, welcoming. And that's one thing that I really think that it's important for everyone here to acknowledge you know, that we have we have a very welcoming community here and very good community. To Gabriel, you are Hispanic, one of Shreveport Bossier's numerous ethnic populations. Can you talk about the Hispanic population locally? Do you feel like it is a healthy population? And are the Hispanics locally unified? You know, that's a tough question. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, the community here is growing, it's definitely growing. I'm seeing more and more people migrating or moving into our city. I do feel like as a city as a whole, we're not quite there to, to welcome the Hispanic community. We are in a way, but we're not in a sense of, of you know, uh, offering or providing guidance and services to the Hispanics. I feel like we, we have a lot of work to do as a community. Uh, there's a lot of people here, of course, that do construction. That's the, the, most of the jobs are available for the Hispanic community. I do feel like uh, as a community, uh, our, most of the Hispanic community live, live in the shadows. And, you know, there's some work, uh, there are a couple organizations here locally that do provide some help for, for uh, people that migrate into the city. Uh, I do think that as a, at a local level, our, our city, our city officials, both your entry for, you know, cool them more. Definitely that's a, uh, you know, as a Hispanic, of course, you know, what I do day in and day out, most of my employees are Hispanic. Uh, and we do have, you know, one of our restaurants we have, United Nations, you know, we have seven different nationalities working for us. And I do think that a lot of our, our, our part of our, uh, as employers, that's what we do a lot of the time. You know, we, we, we have to provide that support for the employees that we have. But I believe that organizations like, you know, the, the schools, I mean, the schools, churches or Nonprofits could do, you know, for, for the new people that are moving into our city, and I feel like that there is quite a bit of work to do on that. Area. So, Gabriel, many people know you as the owner and chef of two great local restaurants, El Cabo Verde and Zuzul, but. What most people don't know is that you're also a board member of the Metropolitan Planning Commission. Talk to me about your work on the Planning Commission. How did it come about? And why is serving as a board member on the MPC important to you? I do believe that, uh, you know, so it was, you know, we, we, uh, we were, 
appointed by the CARO Commission. The CARO Commission appointed me to be a board member. And to me, of course, you know, I'm having two restaurants, four kids. Uh, you know, it was, you know, I feel, I feel a, you know, privileged to be appointed by the board. And of course, uh, I think to be a more board member here, it's, it's, you know, I never thought I, I would be a board member or would be appointed because, you know, what I do, what I do day in and day out, uh, being in a restaurant, I do get to, we get, we do get to work with the community. You know, we do, at one point we did a school garden program for uh, a, a school in Shreveport. We kept a program for four or five years. Uh, we like to reach out and, and work with the, the children, the uh, community, of course, uh, you know, being a father, uh, that gives us, you know, I have to invest, I have to, you know, make our community better, you know, in, in, in my own way. And I think that's part of us making this community better, putting our, our effort into whether it's the NPC as a board member, whether it's a coaching soccer, whether it's, you know, overseeing a community garden for children or participating, uh, you know, we have to, we have to invest in our, in our, in our children, our future. It's important. As a board member, uh, I do think that our city needs, we need a whole lot of planning. And I feel like it's not being done. And being on the board, I feel like that is one thing that we can we can pursue. You know, we have a, a city that our south part of our city is it's growing, it's new construction, new development. Our inner city, it's abandoned. We have a lot of properties that are just abandoned, and we need to figure out a way. We need to plan, uh, you know, at the city level, the state level. What are the things that we can be doing? to fill those areas, to bring a community back, to, to create community for the people that, you know, really uh, are looking for them. You know, we, we humans being tend to look for them, look for community. And I think that if you come up with planning a, a you know, a design of what you want your city to look like the next five to ten years uh, we, we have a lot of work to do you know we need to bring the private investment we need to bring the uh, local officials at the city level and come up with ideas of how can we how can we change you know we we have a we have the resources we have the infrastructure we just need to come up with the plan and to me, that is that is uh, our goal. So, as as NPC board member, is to work across parties, work across state and city agencies, and and bring bring a, a plan for our city.
So you, you touched on this a little bit, but you, I, I know this about you, you value this community and are often given back, whether it's by committing to utilize ingredients from local growers or overseeing a garden at a local elementary school. How did you learn such a sense of community? Who taught you that? And where does that come from? Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, my upbringing was, you know, I grew up in a, a, a where I'm from, it's, uh, it's a rainforest. It's the third largest, largest rainforest in Mexico. So, uh, you know, we have, we have everything. We have all the resources. We have food everywhere. Uh, food that grows on its own, but you don't, you don't necessarily have to plant it and, and take care of it and water it, none of that. And so, uh, you know, at an early age, I learned that you need, you need food and water. We gotta take care of this. Uh, also, mom and uh, grandmother were very, you know, influential as early in my, you know, growing up, and and that was important for me that, you know, I got to see that example from my grandma and mother that, you know, you can do with little, with little bit you can do a whole lot, you know, always. Uh, growing up in the church, you know, I used to be, I was the type of kid that was at church Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, I lived at church, and, and that, that taught me a lot, you know, community, community service, uh, volunteering, you know, helping the needy, uh, to me that's always been important, you have to, you have to want to do these things in a community because otherwise, you know, if you don't do that, you don't pitch in, you don't put an effort into that, then uh, who else is gonna do it? So you, you, you have to be willing to put effort and work to create the community you wanna see. And, and what you want to children, what you want your children to have, and your grandchildren, and the, and the generations to follow. So what do you feel is holding us back from being one of the next great cities in the United States? What are some areas of the community you feel can be improved upon? I think a community, when we talk about community to me, we have to talk about meeting the basic human needs of, of every individual here in our city. And then, we have to talk about these things that are important. Uh, you know, social programs, uh, events where you can involve, you know, all walks of life and, and offer services that our community is lacking. Uh, whether it's uh, education, uh, you know, finding the, the resources for uh, those that don't have, you know, bringing those, making those resources available to them. Uh, 
I do feel like Shreveport and Bossier, we have everything that is required to be a city that's, that's thriving in community as one of our best cities here in the United States. We have everything. Uh, I, do, I do feel like uh, we have this, uh, we're sort of divided. We're divided by you know, party lines, uh, uh, our, our backgrounds, um, until we're able to come up you know, and be willing to work together and see eye to eye and, uh, you know, leave, leave uh, politics aside and we can become a better community. I do think that, uh, you know, as a whole, individuals like you, there's a few members in the community that, that are willing to do that. And, and create Shreveport Bolshoi, a, a thriving community. And I think we all want that. Uh, I feel like we have this mindset where we look at things uh, in a negative negative way. Like especially, you know, I, I talk to people from Shreveport every day. And, oh, you know, Shreveport has this, has that. But I, I think that we have to highlight the, the positive things that Shreveport has. And, and focus on that and, and work from there on into creating a community that we all want to see. This is my final question. As you look around, what makes you prideful of Shreveport Bossier? Well, uh, I think that uh, there are a lot of things that I'm, I'm, I'm proud of uh, and there are a lot of things that I'm thankful for. You know, I, I have, both of my businesses are here. I'm very thankful, I'm very, uh, very, very thankful of, of our community. Uh, it does, I'm a firm believer that to raise a child, to raise a business, you need, you need a community. And, those are the two things to me that are important and, and we think about these every day at our restaurants that we're thankful day in and day out of, of our community that supports us and we believe that uh, you know I wouldn't want to I wouldn't I couldn't think of a better place to have a business and to you know raise my children uh, our city has, you know, a perfect size city. We have the infrastructure. We have the resources. Uh, Freeport has everything that, uh, uh, you know, a person would want. As a business owner, as a father, as a son, as a daughter, uh, as a mother. Freeport has everything that is required. And I'm proud to be in this community. I'm proud to call Shreveport home. Uh, you know, going back to the question you asked about supporting the, the local farmers, and that's one of the things that I'm more proud. Uh, when I first moved here 14 years ago, we didn't have that. We didn't have a, 
we didn't have local producers, we didn't have uh, uh, that many farmers. You know, after 14 years of being here, uh, now we have, we've gone from having little, almost zero, to having four, I want to say, three big farmers in town, around our area, and, and they're, they're doing really well. Our community is supporting them, our community is backing this business up, and, and to me that is, that is really uh, unique, because that's what creates community. You, know, you have a local farmer growing food that's going to strictly provide the need of, of locals. I think that's one of the steps in the right direction for our community. We create local producers, local farmers, keep keep those keep the spending money here in this area. Uh, to me that's one thing that I'm really proud of. And also we have been a very a major players in that role because we have supported these farmers from the beginning. And now these farmers have grown. And, and you know, I'm proud of being part of it. As a, as a customer, as a restaurateur, and as a, as a uh, father, and, and as a Shreveport resident. Okay, Gabriel, thank you so much for making the time and being a part of this today. Um, community is really fortunate to have you here. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Good thing that there's a lot more to say. Uh, I just wanted to kind of, you know, I don't know if I really answer those questions to, you know, really to the, the actual questions, you know. It's kind of hard to, my mind is kind of going all over the place, but uh, I do think I do think that this community we need more of this. We need more of highlighting highlighting our, our, our city. There are a lot of things that you know or even our, our, our triple residents don't know about. And I think that we need to take the time and make the effort to 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 you know cherish this, you know, know about these things, learn about these things that we have here in Triple you know, we have, we have a lot of history, we have a lot of good things going here, and I do think that it's, it's, it's the beginning. I do see our city, you know, taking, taking the steps in the right direction. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much.